partner in crime, Steve Whalen, and I hope everyone out there is staying safe and healthy. Steve's going to take us through Paladin, its origin, and some of the new features. Yeah, so actually we, we finally um, released some kind of uh, new features that would probably be beneficial to the corporate community. And then we're going to talk about um, where, it, where it originated from and how you can get it and where you can get help and all that good stuff. Um, but Paladin was actually a, a project of mine that um, it started way back when I was law enforcement. And there was other forensic disk distros that came out. So it's a, it's a Linux bootable disk. Um, and there's other ones that were out there, like uh, one of the ones that I was first introduced to um, was Spada from, from Peter Kingsley, Darren Freestone from uh, Down Under. So those guys uh, released a great disc. It was given to me at IASIS. Those guys were great in supporting it. Um, and I think they had a special need in, in, in their country for using it. Um, but anyway, it was a great disc. The, the only problem with that one, and it's not a bad problem, it's just that a lot of people didn't like to use the command line. So at least where we are. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right about that. And, and I used it. I used it. I guess three years now because I got a research for my CFCE. It, it's still a, a nice tool, but uh, you can kind of see if you're using Paladin where where Steve built on a lot of the things that were in there. Um, and it wasn't always Paladin, right? Before Paladin, um, what what was it? Well, actually, if you want to go back to the very beginning, we kind of modified Spada and and changed it to um, a, a disk that can boot Max. And it was freely available. So um, the, the whole purpose was to, to give back to, um, and, and again, coming from law enforcement, it was to give law enforcement uh, tools to use when they had no budgets, right? Because Linux is very powerful. Um, there's a lot of good open source tools that are out there that, you know, that have been tested over the years. Um, so that, that was the goal. My goal was to kind of work on something um, that you didn't have to drop to the command line to make it, you know, point and click. But the, the very first disk that we modified was Spada, and then we, we called it Macda as a, just as a joke because uh, we were using it in our training class um, for, for Mac training. And it could boot Intel Macs and Image, which was great at the time. Um, but the problem was is that, you know, PK and Darren being busy um, as they are, um, you know, I had to go find another solution to, to actually keep the disk updated and add some new features. And that, those features being like, how can I make, how can I take that really cool power that those guys came up with and actually change it into something that's just point and click for the people that don't know how to use the command line or don't want to use the command line. Right. So that, that's where it all started. But it actually started out as a Raptor. Raptor was my first um, project. That was my first project. And so, um, and that, that was about, I guess, around 2007 when I, I kind of said I had a big life change. Um, so everything kind of topsy-turvy, I kind of went into the, the private community, started a business. Um, and that old business that I was with, that with other partners, um, that's where Raptor was released. Um, and then about three years later, um, the company, we, we all went our separate directions. And so it was rebranded as Paladin. Yeah, so one of, the, one of the awesome things about Raptor, at least for me anyway, um, was the disc that it came on. So we'll also get up on social media. I'm pretty sure I have one somewhere. And I know Steve does. We'll get a picture out for you guys that, that didn't enjoy Raptor in its full glory. Um, awesome, awesome disc to, to look at. I know it doesn't have a lot to do with forensics, but you know it's a cool disc. So we'll get that up on social media when we release the podcast so you have something else to look at while we're talking. Yeah, there's a whole story behind where the name came from and stuff. And it oh, evolved. it's a good one. It evolved some beverages. <laughs> so uh, that's for another podcast. That's for another podcast. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, but then after, you know, moving on to Samori, when Samori started back in uh, 2010, uh, that's when we rebranded as Paladin, um, and, and then we just took it from there. So what's interesting about Paladin is that it, what we've done is basically it's an Ubuntu disk distribution and we've, I like to say we've forensically neutered it, right? So we, we modified it so it doesn't make any changes to when you're booting the, the computers or the devices that can be booted with it. And it has, our contribution is the Paladin toolbox. And that's the, the easy point and click, no, no need to drop to the command line. So we try to automate as much as we can for you uh, with the Paladin toolbox. Oh, absolutely. And, and pretty vital when, you, when you've got that odd one-off laptop or, or older computer that you can't boot, even, even some Macs, um, the Paladin toolbox has been a lifesaver. Yeah, so the, the toolbox has a lot of features built into it. Um, and what most people use it for is for imaging. That's that's what Paladin is being used for mostly. But there, there's so much more power in it. So um, aside from just being able to image into multiple formats, multiple uh, common forensic formats, um, and some uncommon like virtual disk images and right. such like VHDs and VMDKs directly, um, there's also an image converter that's in there. So, if you so that's to, huge. Yeah, if you want to uh, convert from, you know, like a standard expert witness format to um you know a vhd or vmdk you can which is is pretty helpful um there's also a, a triage feature built into the toolbox which um you know it's a, a great triage tool where you can load your your uh, content keyword list you can um search by file signatures you can um file names it's it's pretty simple you can just take your standard keyword list that you use make a bunch of Paladin disks and you can triage a lot of computers really fast in the field. Oh yeah, absolutely. So actually the, the guys back in the Tolino lab use that for uh, what I'm gonna call off, off brand or, or uh, well, if we stay with the current med medical stuff that's going on, you know, they took a malaria drug and use it to, to help treat the coronavirus. Those guys back there will use that diagnosing a lot. Just if they, if they have a Tolino that, that's not booting or one that's come in for repair, they'll, they'll actually look at that thing in Paladin Triage and see if they can figure out what's going on. So that's a, that's a super awesome feature as well that a lot of people may not use. Yeah, so and we've, we've took it from there and, and actually expanded upon that as well. So there was a, a time where you know, I was dealing with a lot of cases where people would um, you know, reinstall their operating system to try to hide what they've done. So most of your information is going to be in an unallocated space. So we have a feature in there just to capture the unallocated space, and we can talk about this in a bit, but you know, we have over, I guess we can talk about it now, we, we have over 150 pre-compiled um, open source tools, which are, you know, that we've hand-selected or others suggested to us uh, for forensics um, th that can be used to, to assist with what we do within Paladin Toolbox. So for example, or sorry, example, if you image the unallocate space, you need something to carve it and parse it. So there's there's over eight different uh, different carving utilities out there that you can use to parse it once it's done. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. So and going back to the things that you added in, um, the open source stuff that was added in based on you know user suggestions, based on stuff that, that we know from years of doing this. For those of you that are experienced Paladin users that think you've heard it all and you're getting ready to click off the website, I'll give you a little teaser for one of the new things that's coming up, and that's BitLocker support, right? So we'll cover that a little further down in the broadcast, but keep listening. There's something besides BitLocker coming too. Yeah, so um, something else that's really cool that we added, um, just because someone asked, 
um, is ability to image uh, across to a, to a network device. So uh, two great uses for that, which is one is like if you have an evidence server, so you have a, a dedicated imaging station and a dedicated evidence server, uh, you can just use Paladin to image straight to your evidence server through Samba or NFS shares. Um, the other use, which is amazing when I've done this myself, is if you go out in the field and you have a lot of computers to image at one time, you just bring a portable NAS with you out in the field, set it up with a small switch, and then basically just image at the same time, you know, all to the to the one device, which is kind of cool because then your images are already collated as well. So yeah, so I mean, everybody probably knows, right? That most of the time when you get out on one of those things, there's way more computers than they told you they were going to be, or they're different than what they told you they're going to be. So that can be a lifesaver in terms of, of not having to extend your trip by a day if you're out there in the field. Yeah, we, we we actually did a case one at a time um, to help out with imaging, and they scheduled three days for us. We were out within day one nice. before the end of the business day, nice. which was really cool. And I think the max I've seen somebody showed me a picture of like like maximum Paladin disc being used at one time. I think the record that I know of is fifty. I've actually seen an image of that. That was pretty cool. Nice. We built a we built a machine back in the Tolino uh, shop back in the days when I was still actively involved in that. That was specifically built as an imaging station, um, and that's what we used on it. Couldn't use Windows because they stop at you know what I forget twenty six, twenty three, whatever the number. They only use the alphabet, right? Oh, with the volumes, so, yeah. For, so for volumes and things you can do, so we use Paladin to do that same thing to image all of them at the same time. Yeah, it's, so it's really handy. So speaking of Tolino, there's also a special Tolino version of Paladin 2 if you yep. purchase a Tolino, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's some added features in there. We'll, we'll get to those at the end. Um, and very helpful for sole sourcing for those of you out there that are struggling to get a Tolino. Let us know. We can help with the sole sourcing. All computers are not the same. And Paladin for Tolino is one definite thing that no one else has or can ever have. Yeah, and then uh, the other thing that's in the toolbox, um, which is probably one of the last things to talk about, is a disk manager. Um, and that's pretty simplistic. That just shows you all the disks and volumes. Um, and you can actually use it for um, mounting anything read-only, read-write, um, unmounting, verifying, uh, formatting, and wiping. And that, that, I want to talk about wiping really quick because uh, we do it, again, a little differently. So unlike you know traditional tools where... You, you wipe a disk with all zeros right. at the end, right? So whatever wipe you use at the end, it's all zeros. And then you run a checksum 64 against it to you know, calculate that it's all zeros, yep. right? And it, that's a mathematical algorithm which takes time. Yep. So any, any hashing that you're using, it's an algorithm. you got to pass the data through it. It takes time. We just go through all the zeros, right? Yeah, we just made it a little bit simpler, a more common sense approach. So we just scanned the disk for anything that's not a zero. And if it's all zeros, it passes. If there's something that's not a zero, it's a failure. So, so obviously that speeds things up dramatically. Yeah, just a little bit. I've had some nice arguments <laughs> with people that like, no, you have to use checksum 64s. Love you, Roy. But anyway, um, yeah, so, but we, we just took a different approach for that. So, and just to make it quicker and faster. Um, so let's talk about the different versions of Paladin because sure. that gets confusing too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so there's there's been different versions of Paladin over time. Um, so we, we've kind of settled on Paladin LTS, which is long-term support, which is based on Ubuntu LTS. So that's like obviously the most stable version of Ubuntu. Um, it's supported for a long time. That's what we base Paladin LTS on is Ubuntu LTS. So um, and that's where you're going to find all the open source tools pre-compiled. Right. And one of those, which is amazing, is, is Autopsy. 
So, uh, and I'll talk about that in a second too. But the other versions, there are Edge versions. So Paladin Edge 32 and 64, that obviously refers to 32-bit and 64-bit. That only has the Paladin toolbox. It doesn't have pre-compiled tools on it. Um, that is just so people can do whatever's in the toolbox that we've already talked about. And um, that is usually based on like newer kernels. Yep. So it has you know more support for the latest hardware. Um, but you know if you're comparing it to the LTS version, it may be less stable, but um, it's still more likely to, if you use that version, to support something that's, that's newer hardware. So, so for that, then if I'm if I'm trying to boot something to Paladin LTS and I'm having issues, I I should definitely have Edge with me as well out in the field, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Just get as many as you can, many many tools as you can, and just throw them on the the, the toolkit. So um, now the other thing that I want to talk about is autopsy really quick. So Autopsy um, from Brian Carrier and Basis Technology um, is an amazing tool. So a lot of people don't know is that. Um, the SleuthKit engine that he's developed and, and libraries are used in, in just about every forensic, commercial forensic tool in the market. And then the Autopsy is the GUI version of, you, you know, SleuthKit, you know, what's used in there. There's more stuff in there. Um, what we were able to do, thanks to Brian for this, is merge Autopsy and compile it in Paladin. And that just changed everything for me. So, like, that was kind of like... Paladin was one of the projects I wanted to get out to kind of help, you know, the law enforcement community and also, you know, the corporate community can use it as well. Um, but the, the, when we married uh, Autopsy with Paladin, amazing things can happen now. So with Paladin Toolbox, you can mount like uh, boot. Let, let's just start with the beginning, right? Take Paladin and you can boot a computer. Um, you can mount the internal disk read only and then you can push it into Autopsy. And if you want to do a full exam or right. triage using the power of both which is amazing so it, it, and it doesn't require you to bring any like hardware to write blockers so that's another huge benefit of paladin so not to tell you not to use hardware write blockers but you, there's no need so there's no need to if you're you know everything's working the way it should which it, it has been for quite a long time so that that is pretty awesome too a, a little other known feature in paladin too that that not too many people use it has automatic logging um, if you read the manual, so the manual's up on our website. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll get a link in the notes for this to you. Yeah, so if you read the quick start guide or the manual, it's it's not that hard, but there's information how you can do automatic logging with, with Paladin as well if you want to do that. And cloning, like that's another great feature exactly. of Paladin is you can use it to not only just image, but if you want to make a clone from your forensic images or you know, directly, it, it's possible to do that. So that's another great feature of this. Um, so I guess the question is, how, how can you get Paladin? That's a good question. So, so there's a couple different ways to get Paladin, right? So what Steve said is, is true. He, he did this as a labor of love for the forensic community. There's a need for it. Um, he, he has done many things over the years for the forensic community. So it, it is available for free for people that are using it for non-commercial purposes. However, it is donationware, right? So we're not going to turn down donations. But if you don't have the money, you can't get it. If you go to the website, you go to our shop, choose it. The suggested price for non-commercial use is going to be a $25 donation, 
right? If you cannot afford that donation, you can take it down to zero, and that's fine. If you happen to be listening, Bill Gates, we'll take a million or yeah. Two. The great thing about naming your price is you can put any value you want. <laughs> so we'll take we'll take anything with six digits or you know. Yeah, but now what if I want to use it for commercial use, or, or can I do that, Steve? Yeah. So just as when we added these new commercial features, like features that were benefiting uh, commercial products, like. Um, we, we, we made a decision because it's, I, I don't want to bash too many people, but when we looked at like who was making donations and who wasn't, and so just so you know, all the money that comes in from Paladin goes into the development and, and keeps it going. Um, when we looked at it, it was law enforcement community that was actually doing the donations and, you know, Ten to one. yeah, so a lot of commercials were, you know, and I've heard lots of stories like we make so much money off of Paladin. It's great. It's crazy. Like, you know. We're all driving Rolls Royces and stuff, but they don't donate like yeah. as much as law enforcement. And so to kind of make it a little bit more fair, um, we, we decided when we added these new commercial features um, that would benefit you know corporate, we just decided to make a, a mandatory donation for corporations uh, for twenty five dollars yep. per license. Same number, twenty five per user per license per year. Um, and it's a steal at that. And you know, to to be clear, we we, we love everybody out there in the non law enforcement community, um, which is why many many years ago, um, Steve went to a one price structure, right? So all of our paid products that are out there in terms of uh, recon, Tolinos, all of that, there's not a law enforcement pricing and a and a corporate pricing. There's the law enforcement pricing, and the rest of the world gets to benefit off of that. So. There's a lot of people out there that think thank you for that as well, Steve. Yeah, so let's talk about those extra features that we added into the recent version of Paladin LTS, um, the, the ones that benefit the corporate sure. guys out there. So um, so there's some value out there. So for a long time, we had plans to, to make a corporate version of Paladin and sell it for a lot more money um, because a lot of companies have reached out to us and said, can we white brand it? Can we do this? Can we do that? And we're like, what do you need? Like, what do you need? So a lot of these features that they asked for, we're implementing in a tool and giving it back out into the tool um, for free. So, well, or whatever your donation is. So some of those corporate-based features would be the first one. The biggest request was imaging BitLocker. Absolutely. Yeah, so we added the ability to actually, if you have the key, to, to image BitLock devices. So you can boot a computer, um, you could enter the BitLock uh, keys and, and then the image. Yep. So to go along with that to make things a little bit easier, Obviously, we had to include logical imaging. So Paladin now includes, and this was a big request for a lot of people, it now includes logical imaging. So you can be very selective. You can drill down to a single file if you want to and, and just image logically. Right. So, so that's, the logical imaging is actually a separate tab in the, in the um, toolbox. Right, so if you want to access the BitLocker features, you need to be in the logical imaging, not the normal imaging, and you'll be able to identify BitLocker drives, unlock them with either the key or the um, USB if you have it on a dongle or whatever it is. Um, but the key part, and again, Steve always says it, read the manual, it's in there with screenshots. You need to be in the logical imager to use it. Yeah, so we're not stopping because, again, there was a laundry list of items that uh, uh, corporate uh, investigators had asked for. So we still have those, and they'll be released in future updates. Um, so stay tuned for that. Absolutely. So 
Um, so help. How do you get help? I think it's the last thing that we should talk about. And then absolutely. Oh, but we guess we before we do that, let's talk about the Paladin USB, the Paladin Pro USB, because that that's a little bit confusing too. Because that is a product that's for sale on our website. Sure. What's the difference between Paladin Pro, Steve, and, and the other flavors? Yeah. So basically, Paladin Pro is just a, a cool branded USB that has a, a Type A and Type C connector on it, where we've already compiled all three versions, the latest versions of Paladin on that USB for you and just to make it easy. So a lot of people don't um, know or don't want to deal with creating their own USBs. By the way, we do have a guide on our website under our resources section or under the menu on how to make, it's a pretty good guide on how to make your own Paladin USB. So if you're not sure how to make one, you can see the step-by-step -step instructions on there. So yeah, this is just an easy way to, to get all versions of Paladin at a very you know inexpensive price already pre-compiled on a pretty cool looking USB with type A, type C. So yeah, type it, C is nice too, right? So that that's how I know that's when I said earlier, it still works on some Macs, right? I, I booted a, I guess a month or so ago, a 1013 Mac using Paladin, right? So it, it has so many different features and I, I love the USB-C. Yeah, so it's really cool with some of the newer hardware that's out there with new ports. So and it's it's only forty nine dollars USD um, for the for the drive, so it's not that much more than no. just a standard donation. So um, so it's going back to how do you get help? So the, the easiest way we actually have a, a community fo support form on our website. So if you go to our support page, it'll link to it, and then you know it's, there's a lot of Paladin members out there that you guys can help each other out. I mean we try to. Um, look at the forms every so often and respond to questions when we can. Um, but it's designed and, and put up there for you guys to get help. Now, another trick that I'm going to tell you too is I've said it a couple times now, Paladin is based on Ubuntu. So um, if you're running into any issues, and usually it's like a video issue, like, hey, I, I can, I don't know if it's booting, it's just a you know, blank right. screen or something. It's usually just a simple bootable issue. There, there are some... Uh, commands that you can select from the grub menu. It's so might be a good time to talk about the, I forget what you call it, is it a nine tuple boot? So, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I, can't, I can't count but, that high. But, 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 but for those of you that boot it, right, and you get the grub and there's all those lists in there, start at the top and work your way down if you're having trouble with the, if it won't boot to the first one, drop down to the second one. Yeah, so you'll see some things that say like no mode set and, and different modes in there. That's that's something that we automated for you just to make it a little bit easier so you don't have to manually enter those commands to try to get it to work with the hardware. Um, but if you run into any issues, the first thing I would suggest to do is to go out to the Ubuntu support sites because it's based on Ubuntu and just look for, you know, look up your model number of your computer you're trying to boot and just see if it's supported, you know, or see if there's any uh, troubleshooting guides that are in there. So whatever works for um, Ubuntu, you, you know, in the support site should work for us as well. Right. So that would be a good starting yeah. point. Yeah, so that, that's the answer that we give out and it's probably the number one question we get about Paladin these days is I'm trying to boot this NVMe and I don't see it in Paladin, right? So same thing, you, you need to look and see the support for Ubuntu, I'd love to tell you we've got a team of guys here that test every laptop and every drive that comes out. We don't. Yeah, I don't make that much money. <laughs> <laughs> so I wish I could have it all. Just, yep. we, we boot what we can. But um, the, the other thing too is that, and I know this is, for those of you that are doing forensics for a long time, please don't laugh at these other people that I'm going to mention right now. But when you download it from our website, when you do the donations, even if you put zero in there for um, non-commercial, 
um, you're going to get an ISO. You're going to get linked to an ISO. That ISO, again, look at our guide on our website to how to make a Paladin USB. You can't just copy the ISO to you know your 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 computer and double click on it. It's not going to work so well. No, not at all. Yeah. So there's there's really good instructions both on Mac and Windows how to make a, a Paladin uh, USB. So um, that that should be pretty simple to do. Yeah. I mean Yes, yeah, so not all um, ISO to USB type programs work. We gave you ones that we know work, that we use all the time. The Windows one is the one that we use to make Paladin for Tolino. So that has been used for years to make thousands and thousands of copies of Paladin. So if you're doing it on Windows, use ISO to USB. And I think we're using Rufus now on the Mac uh, side. Rufus, Unit Booten, Etcher, they're yeah. all different ones out there that you can try and, and, and use. So Awesome. Yeah, and then I think that's about it for Paladin for now. Maybe we it can go into some uh, detailed uses of it later on in other podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. So Sounds good. So for all of those things we shouted out, we're on the website. Take a look at the bottom. We'll put those in the notes, the links to everything, so that you guys can just click direct from the podcast. Um, and keep an eye out for all our podcasts. This is number five. We have four out already. Um, and what platforms are we on, Steve? We're on so SoundCloud is is the main platform, but where does it go from there? Oh, it's everything. So it's going to be on your. It's going to be Apple Podcast. It's going to be uh, Google Podcast. It's going to be on Spotify. iHeartRadio. I, I think believe it's iHeartRadio as well. So. Yep. so all kinds of places to find it, and of course, if you ever get lost, come to the website. There's a link there. All right. Well, we hope everybody stays healthy and safe, and we'll talk. Yeah, definitely. To two quick shout outs. One related to this, which is like we would be remiss not to thank the team that developed it. It's the same folks that work on um, uh, on all our uh, paid software. So, hey guys at Friends of Digital, hope you guys are safe out there and uh, sheltering at home. And uh, also a quick shout out to Adam Forshee. Thanks for the pizza. <laughs> all right. Take care, guys. Bye.